Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here, and it's a Monday. It's sunny, it's supposed to rain, don't know what's happening, but here I am and here you are, and I hope you're having a great day so far. I want to talk a little bit about describing things. And certain campaigns have gotten a reputation for too much. What I mean by too much, I'm looking at you, Forgotten Realms, yes. I'm, it's just too much stuff. I didn't care for the world of Greyhawk because I thought it was a little bit too politically minded and literal. And the Forgotten Realms just seemed like it's overdeveloped. And when you get something like a box set of, say, Waterdeep or the main box set or some other area. Everything is pretty much well laid out for you. It gets to the point where it's a straitjacket to the DM, and we don't want that. I know my friend Mike Stewart feels the same way. We've talked about this before. And, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain way of doing it. There's a certain finesse in describing, say, a town or an area or something like that, because you want to give them just enough to run with it. Maybe one or two tantalizing things. Don't explain them. That's the DM's prerogative. And it it gives you something to work with without overwhelming the dungeon master and the players to a certain extent, too. I've read Forgotten Realms things and other places like that, and TSR and WotC had a habit of over-explaining things. I've heard a lot of things from people about, well, I just feel like i got to do it just right to get it, you know, just, just so. Another thing is, don't make the NPCs too prominent or make too many of them. Another example, I'm, I, I don't like picking on the realms all the time because I actually like the Forgotten Realms, but there are too many heavy hitters in there. People seem intimidated by that. DMs seem intimidated by that. And there's also the thing of if there's a problem and the adventurers go to solve it, people are going, well, why doesn't just Elminster go over and handle this? Or why doesn't Blackstab or somebody else like that handle this? Well you got to come up with something like that, which you probably could, but why should you have to? That's what I'm saying. So make your NPCs interesting, but don't overpopulate. Get the descriptions right as far as areas in towns and things. Too much stuff is like if you, if you come up with a town like main town, population such and such, the demographics are this, the main industry is this. These are the prominent people. This is the mayor. This is everybody in the town council. This is this, uh, the main hangouts. This is the, the, and you just inundate people with information. I mean, I can't digest that all. Even if I'm sitting there reading it all the time for a campaign, I can't remember all this. I know that's what notes are for, but my God, how many notes you got to take for a game? Come on. So you got to think about that. What you have to do if you're writing a supplement like that is, like I said, give them just enough. I will give you an example right now. Right now, I'm reading through the Bitterlands Expanded by Sealed, Nagy, and Nolan. 
And he gives a description of every prominent area in the Havenlands that is not in his first book, The Midderlands, which is also a very good book, too. But I'm reading through this, and I'm reading things like, for instance, here's a town, I forget where it is exactly, but it's called Hexentor. This is what he writes. A bustling port town, Hexentor, sees traffic from Blymouth, Blymouth, Southerton, and the River Hexen. The port is protected by a breakwater constructed by hook-nosed goblins. It took them five years to complete, but Hexentor is one of the sturdiest breakwaters in Havenland. Three merchant companies have cornered the market within the town. Shifter's company is run by Henry Ethan Shaftswell and traditionally deals in goods coming downriver, with most of their warehousing being on the north side of town. Tim and Sons is owned and run by Tim Farmer and his sons Ben and Alex and handles all goods coming in through the port and owns most of the warehouses near the harbor. Jackson's owned and run by Arthur Jackson, who holds most of the large contracts for moving goods along the main trade route out of town. The three companies get the first pick of all goods and the best prices on the contracts. The secret behind the trio's monopoly is a green-crested bottle jack called Thial, who is used to pass untraceable message to each other and so maintain control of businesses in the town and beyond. Okay, that's it. That's one, two paragraphs. I'd say every description in this book averages about three paragraphs, maybe a little more if it's a bigger town. And sometimes they give you a map and they also give you a little key of prominent areas in the town. But that's as far as they go. That's all you need right there. He's got an area, what they're known for, three merchant companies with NPCs who are named and described but not statted, and a little secret about this bottle jack that does things for them. That's all you need to do. If I'm a DM, I will take that and run with it or find anything else I can do if I want to play around and if I want my if I want the characters to adventure around in that area. So that's pretty much it. That's short and sweet because gone are the days of Judges Guild. And if anybody's ever seen any early Judges Guild stuff, you get names, populations of places, the hex map, where it's located, and maybe if you're lucky, stats for maybe the mayor or something like that. And that's it. That is too little. Thinking story hooks, not complete towns that you have to lay out. You think of story hooks and you're home free. So if you're going to write up a town, that's the way I would do it. That's the way I would recommend you to do it. And it it just leaves the, the DM free to do other things. I mean, this book also has other things in here, like oddities. It has NPC stats in the back for certain prominent, for some prominent NPCs in the area. And all these are pretty much the way I told you. I mean, the NPCs are statted out in for Swords and Wizardry, but you can use it for anything. But And then the monsters are, of course, statted out, but they don't, they don't inundate you. They don't inundate you. You can have too much information. There's such a thing as too much information. And that is kind of a, that's a kind of a pet peeve with, of mine, in case you hadn't noticed, because it's just, I want just enough to get me going so I can build some adventures off of this. 
And God bless them who can do it like that. They'll always get my money. They'll always get my attention. They'll always get a good review. So, and there are other, there are other good books like that out there. Small Niche Games with its whole series of, whole series of areas in the cam- that campaign world is really good. They do that too. And a lot of companies could learn from these guys. From the this and that, you know, all the all these kind of things. It's just you gotta find your voice, and you just gotta keep it. I'd say no more than three paragraphs per description or whatever. And it also gets you. It also gives you. It also puts you in a frame of mind to keep it brief. Brevity is a soul of wit. Brevity is good in a game. Brevity is good because it gives the DM a lot of room to play around with. So, go out, do likewise, etc., etc. Me, got to go start the day. Actually, I've already started the day, but I got to go continue the day. So, I hope you have a good day today. And until we see each other next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.